and welcome back to a playoff edition of the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for Daily Blues content. I'm Josh Iman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And like I said, it is a playoff edition of the Lockdown Blues Podcast. That is right. The round robin games have wrapped up um, as of yesterday. Uh, yesterday being Sunday, so we will uh, we'll, we're going to get into round one. Uh, the matchups there, Blues are playing Vancouver, so we're gonna we're gonna break that one down, um, as well as talk about some of the round robin results. But also, more importantly, the the draft lottery is in a couple hours, and there are some terrifying implications there. So we gotta we gotta get into that too. Absolute um, nightmare scenarios. <laughs> oh yeah! But before we before we begin, I gotta let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Tommy, I'll give you the choice. Where do you want to start? We could talk about uh, Toronto uh, choking yet again. We could talk about the first round mashups. We could talk about the draft lottery. Where do you want to go? Where should we dip our toes in? Let's talk about Toronto choking again slash. Draft the rest of the draft lottery. Okay, so yeah, we will we can uh sort of string this all together. So there are a couple couple surprising results in round one. Um, Pittsburgh knocked out by Montreal with a hot carry price. Um, Edmonton knocked out by Chicago. Um, as well as a few other ones, but perhaps none more meme worthy than the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, making history and blowing a three nothing lead and then coming back from a three nothing deficit the next day and then losing in in game five in in a winner take all game yeah I thought it was um, interesting too that um, uh, basically everyone that was against the format of the playoffs uh, like vocalized the fact that well you give Carey Price a chance to steal a series um, even for a Montreal Canadiens team that doesn't really deserve to be there. And then what does he do? <laughs> he goes out there and lights out um, and knocks out the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, I mean, I, I, you kind of love to see it, but at the same time, I get why people would be upset. But just kind of yeah. like the prophecy kind of being foretold and the fact that people are talking about it beforehand and then it proceeded to happen, I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, and we definitely touched on we definitely touched on it on the pod for sure. Um, I, I think we said something along those exact lines: is all it takes is Carey Price stealing one or two games, and Pittsburgh's eliminated. Um, exactly. And sure enough, he goes out and he does it. But I mean, hey, uh, we've I mean, we as Blues fans definitely know and can can attest to um, teams coming out of the gate kind of slow in in these games. It's um, an understatement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely an understatement. At least the Bruins are in the same boat as us. Yeah, that's. I've honestly been able to take comfort in that. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> that the Bruins have have done the exact same thing. But yeah, it, it's definitely a, a weird environment. Teams are coming out a lot more slowly than they would have expected or liked, and it's leading them to to really struggle. I don't think Toronto came out slowly per se. I think Toronto just pulled the Toronto. I think they got a terrible and, matchup. Yeah, because like they kind of grinded out like. Hard hitting style of Columbus, I don't think matched up well with their like just high pace of play and skill. Like in a playoff series, I feel like the grinders are gonna 
pull it out every time, which is why the Blues are so lethal in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I've been reading some interesting stats about that series. And and it's like I, one one that I saw is in a total of three uh, do-or-die, winner-take-all games, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and we, William Nylander have combined for how many goals, Tommy? How many do you think the three of those guys have scored and, and their three combined game seven slash game five appearances? Three combined. I would say. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and William Nylander, the $34 million trio or whatever. Maybe like – Three? If I feel like maybe it has to- like three. The correct answer, Tommy, is zero. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and William Nylander. The I three Matthews best scored. Mm. Nope. Nope. Not in a not in a game seven or game five. Tavares scored in, in one of those one of them recently, but other than that. Their their superstars have been very quiet when when the the lights are brightest. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess we can. Uh, I guess we have to talk about this. So Toronto being eliminated means they are one of eight teams eligible for tonight's draft lottery. Uh, should Yay. we talk? Should we talk about the other seven teams? So here's the problem. Yeah, we can talk about the other seven teams. Here's the problem. We have three juggernauts. <laughs> In Edmonton, Toronto, and Pittsburgh, right? That's just a nightmare scenario for anybody because it's going to make them considerably that much better and they're already like playoff teams. We also have an issue in the Central because we have (laughs) Nashville, Jets, and Minnesota. (laughs) So really, (laughs) best case scenario, Lafreniere goes to the Panthers or the Rangers. Yep, that's how I'm feeling. So just to break it down, the eight teams eligible are the Florida Panthers, the New York Rangers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Winnipeg Jets, the Minnesota Wild, the Edmonton Oilers, the Nashville Predators. Now, while that may have sounded like uh, teams that I said are eligible for like a playoff appearance or something like that, no, those are eight teams that are each uh, with a 12.5% chance to land a franchise talent uh, in Alex Lafreniere. Uh, Franchise forward. Um, gonna go to one of one of those teams. Um, now, what? What? I don't even know which team do we least want him to go to. Mm. Winnipeg. As Blues fans, do we do we say Winnipeg? Like it's gotta be Winnipeg. Uh, that offense is already terrifying as it is. Um, but then you look like, at like no, I don't know. I might say Nashville though because Nashville has a better defense than Winnipeg. Right. Or, you know, Minnesota. They got a young, up-and-coming team. They, I don't want them to get Lafreniere either. Honestly, though, like, <laughs> as a Blues fan, I don't want Minnesota to get Lafreniere. As a hockey fan, I would love for Minnesota to get Lafreniere, you know? Yeah, I, feel like they have I think I agree with you there. A hot minute, and I feel like that could, like, kind of churn the rivalry for us. And so, like, <clears throat> my God, it'd just be so much fun to get to, like, watch him play. Up it would be fun. Often it would be fun. Um, I think Minnesota sort of, oh, that would just be so cool for them because they're like such a honey hole for hockey as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> um. I'm. I'm looking forward to the draft lottery in a sense, but I'm also dreading it. <laughs> dreading it. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's kind of like ripping off a band aid. <laughs> For sure, um, yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how it plays out. I mean, I think a team like Edmonton would be really interesting. Um, 
would be really exciting to see him play with McDavid. Obviously, the Blues matching up with them three times a year and then potentially in the playoffs is not ideal. But I, I do think for Connor McDavid's sake, I wouldn't mind that. Um, I, I feel like Florida would be interesting as well. I think Florida would be interesting. I think my top choice is the New York Rangers. Honestly, um, I think that Rangers. I know. I just don't. I just don't like them. <laughs> I know. Me. I mean, I don't hate them, but they just like make me feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't even know. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I just pray he doesn't go to a central team. Yeah, especially with this. Like team. with the Rangers too. Like he'll probably get like overshadowed by Panarin, and I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I'd much rather him go somewhere and be like their poster child. You know, agreed. Or at least like up there. Agreed. Um, yeah, it's it, a lot, lot of, a lot of implications. That's that is for sure. Um. Oof, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's 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 really scary. I keep looking at that list of teams and just I'm trying to find like that silver lining. Happen. Yeah, it, it's not it's not happening. Um, I really I'm, wish I'm not very in there. I feel bad. Uh, not very happy with that. But hey, you know what? You know what does make me happy? What? Getting my auto parts at RockAuto.com, Tommy. Mm. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts to his computer, ordering the only brand his warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck please write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode all right should we should we it's break down baby break down round one I'm, let's I'm do honestly, it dude i'm so like just excited to watch because like the marathon of hockey, we've talked about how it feels like March Madness. But honestly, like putting the little seating numbers next to the teams too, just I feel like I adds, love that. I love it too, and it adds to the chaos. Um, and I feel like there's going to be so many upsets this year. It's just like I don't know, it's just exciting for me because All I right. honestly, I Carolina looks like the best team in the playoffs right now. Carolina looks really good, and they're going up against Boston. Who doesn't yeah, look like that? Their shit really together. Good. Like if no. they take if they take more than two games to get their shit together, it's over. Yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's break it down. All right, all right. Starting in the West, you got the one seed Vegas Golden Knights taking on the eight seed Chicago Blackhawks. We're getting off the cuff predictions, Tommy. Let's go. What do you got? Robin Leonard revenge games. Uh, I'm going Vegas in five. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas in five, he says. I'm going to go based off of my uh, bracket challenge. I'm, I'm scrolling through that right now. I have Vegas in six. 
Okay. Um, I do I think I do think they're the they have the uh, recent experience. I think Chicago is going to be a pesky team though, but I think Vegas I think Vegas prevails. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Colorado Arizona. That's going to be a fun series. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be a close series. I've got Colorado in five. I'm just going to take Colorado in six. Because I think uh, I think uh, I think. Arizona's power play could be really useful if they keep calling as many as many penalties as they have been. That's true. I think they're going to hang in longer than people expect them to. That's very true. Um, yeah, power play could be huge, especially like you said, they've been uh, calling them very, uh, very frequently in in their uh, round robin uh, series. So we'll see. Uh, next up, Dallas Stars, Calgary Flames, Calgary in uh, four. I, whoa. Fuck the stars. After <laughs> after that, dude, after wow. last game where they're literally just flopping everywhere, I, there's not a lot of teams that make me more sick to my stomach than the Dallas Stars. That was pathetic. Are you I have uh I have Calgary in six just because I think Dallas is a pretty pesky team that's gonna hang around like they did in the St. Louis series. I don't even like even though they made it to game seven double overtime, I really felt like the I, I never felt threatened by the stars last year. I more just felt like annoyed by them, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, oh my god, of course they might come down and score the winner in double OT, even though we've outplayed them in pretty much every game this series. Yeah. Of course, and I really think like their playoff run basically depend is dependent on like Ben Bishop. It's like on his shoulders and yeah. if he plays lights out and out of his mind, like they could probably go pretty far, just because I feel like they have the depth and they're a physical team. Well, I don't even like. I say they're a physical team, and on like on paper they are. But then you get to the game day, and Robert Thomas throws a baby check on this guy, and he throws himself across the ice. Like, yeah, the stars are kind of just like the stars are kind of just like bitch made. You know, they they yeah. go out there and try Coming to act all tough. Soft. And, yeah, yeah. I think the Cal- Calgary is a lot more physical. So, like, if you're flopping against Robert Thomas, you're not gonna be able to hang with the big boys like Matthew could. Oh yeah. So. Oh man, they're gonna Take be an early round. Jamie, Jamie Ben's gonna be real mad about. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Matthew Kuchuk might 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 get Jamie Ben to go down for the first time in his life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um. All right, and then we got the fun one. Uh, Blues Canucks. Um, I know you and I have both made our various jabs on Twitter, but I'm not as comfortable in this series as my Twitter persona initially lets on. I I still have blues in seven, but I have blues in seven. I think they're going to take a few games to wake up. I think they're clearly the better team, but I think Vancouver is young and fast enough to steal a game or two, uh, catch the blues sleeping. And I think it's going to really be a a test for St. Louis, but I think it's going to be that, that wake up call that they needed to, to go on and, uh, and, and and repeat because I do have uh, Vancouver or St. Louis in seven uh, over uh, over Vancouver, but I also have them going back and repeating. So I think this is going to be a wake up series for them. Yeah, um, but it's going to be a tough see. one. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, my <laughs> my tweet said Blues and four just because I saw a lot of Vancouver Canucks fans talking shit on Twitter. <coughs> um, so I, I did have to, I did have to throw my jabs in, um, but I think I'm in the same boat as you that. I don't. I don't know if I wouldn't. If I if I would say I, I don't feel confident in the Blues because I don't. Like I do feel confident in them, um, but I don't know. It might take a couple games for them to get their feet under them. And so I feel like I'm gonna go to the safe route here and say uh, Blues in six. Yeah, 
that's sort of what I was getting getting at. Is it's going to take a couple games for them to get their feet under them, and just Vancouver has that young, quick, talented team that, like, you know, you come out slow, and Elias Pettersson is putting the puck in the back of the net before the before you get get up to speed. So here's the thing: though, of- I don't think I don't <laughs> I don't think Vancouver's going to win any games. If that makes sense, like in a playoff style format. With the Blues being as experienced as they are and being as deep as they are, I feel like any team, any game that the Blues lose in this series is because they play poorly, not because Vancouver played. Right, poorly. I would, I would absolutely agree with that. I think that's a perfect way to, a perfect way to explain it. I think the Blues are capable of blowing Vancouver out of the water and winning yeah. the series in four. I think the Blues they, are capable. Of, I think the Blues are capable of not showing up and getting swept. Yeah. Um, if they really, find their game, game one. And sustain that over four games, it's a sweep. Absolutely. If they don't find their game, they could get swept. Yeah. It's playoff hockey for you. um, Especially with the Blues, how – I mean, we've talked about this before. They find so much success in forcing other teams to play to their style, and the Blues begin to struggle when they start sort of playing into the style of other teams. Not that they can't do it because they do have the skill to hang with other teams, but when it comes to a seven-game series, if the Blues fall into Vancouver style and try to play that – Sort of coast to coast, uh, quick moving stretch pass game. Track me, yeah, right. They're go- maybe they'll maybe they you know win I game one five. Maybe they right. Maybe they win game one five four whatever. But then next thing you know, the offense goes quiet and they're down three one in the series. Versus, you know, you get them into that seven game grudge match that they did so so often last year. And yeah, maybe they win. They lose game one three to two. Win game whatever. You know, every game's close, grinded out, but. They have the clear cut advantage, and then by the time games six and seven roll around, Vancouver's exhausted because they haven't, you know, don't have that playoff experience. And St. Louis has worn them down with their style of play. Advantage, advantage, Blues. But it's one of those things where the Blues are at their best deep into a playoff series. You know, they're not that type of team that's going to come out and blow you away in four games. They're going to wear you down over over a long series, and then and, and kind of like you know. Once they finally have the have you beaten and battered on the ground, that's when they finally uh, put the death blow on. They're, they're not like that quick strike, like a, like a Toronto or or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think I feel like it's almost it's almost beneficial for them. Not the fact that they lost every game in the round robin, but it's more like beneficial that they had the team meeting and then they still lost to Dallas because I feel like they're still striving to push that intensity further. Whereas I feel like if they would have won to Dallas, they might've been like, okay, like maybe we found our game, even if that wasn't like their best performance, they might've been like a little bit happier. But the fact that they did get swept in the round, Robin, I think uh, is going to serve as a wake up call and light a fire under these guys. Um, Absolutely. I think they're going to come out swinging against Vancouver. (laughs) Absolutely. It should be be a battle. Hopefully the boys are ready to go to war. uh, Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Uh, Get get ready to get ready to get those Red Bulls out. Uh, (laughs) God, yeah. Get get those smelling salts. 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. (laughs) Uh, Oh, baby. It's going to be late night games. Yeah. So let's take one more short break and we'll be right back to break down the East matchups and then we'll wrap up today's episode. <laughs> All right, Tommy. The first matchup in the East is a fun fact. Also, the first NHL playoff matchup I ever saw live. Ooh. Flyers-Canadians. 
in Montreal at the young age of eight years old, a young a young Josh sat in the Bell Center, not really understanding what was happening, but understanding that he was witnessing history. Um, but yeah, Flyers Penguin, uh, Flyers Penguins, Flyers Canadians um, should have been the Penguins if whatever. We don't need to get into that. Um, Flyers Canadians, sort of an old rivalry ish. Um, I, I I don't know. I I kind of miss. I'm looking at this now. I don't. I don't. I have flyers and six. Um, I'm changing that to flyers and five. Yeah, I think the I'll flyers are sick. Flyers I think the flyers are filthy. Yeah, I think the cool. flyers are filthy. I have them going to the cup final. Uh, I I would have to agree with that honestly. At this point, just watching their game so far and watching like the chemistry between their team, everybody's on the same page. Everybody's doing their job, coming back, back checking. Um, no well, more. Everybody's on the ice. Like it's just, it's it's beautiful to watch. Really. I think that they're getting their chemistry from all of their main core players transforming into gritty. Yeah. Because like I don't know if you've noticed, but all of their superstars have this uh, thing in common where they have really long, scraggly hair and bushy red beards, like gritty. Yeah. Provorov's got one now. He came out of quarantine rocking it. He looks now. He looks just like Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek. Yeah. Their best defensemen joining their two best forwards and looking like their new mascot. It's a conspiracy, man. I'm telling you. We've never seen – I mean, we've never really seen who's under the gritty suit, you know? That's true. Cycling in and out and having a doppelganger fill in for We're not sure. That's true. We don't know. No, but jokes aside, I think the Flyers are nasty. I think that they're – they've been a little slept on. Um, I mean, hey, they came out and they they placed first in the round robin over – Boston team that was best in the NHL um, all year, yeah, and then over a Tampa team who is probably the the best team on paper in the NHL, and then over a Washington team who's always good. You got Philly, a team that probably most people weren't expecting to be as good as they were, but here they are, and they got a tough Montreal team in round one. Uh, Carey Price, obviously, you know, scary, but. I don't think Montreal can continue their magic. Yeah, I think uh, Carey Price steals one game and that's it. Yeah, Flyers are just going to have an onslaught of offensive pressure, and you're not going to be able to withstand that. I don't, even if I don't care who's in net, could be Bennington, it could be freaking Martin Brodeur. You're not going to be able to withstand a flurry of shots for three periods long, just yep. staring down the barrel of the gun. So, yep. All right, and then here we got. Um, uh, a, a pretty fun matchup. A uh, little, little bit of history there, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be the most interesting game to watch for me personally. Um, Lightning Blue Jackets. I got Blue Jackets in four. Blue Jackets in four swept again. They're doing it again, bro. Can you imagine? They're doing would, it again. I would feel so bad for the Lightning if they got swept again. I think the Blue Jackets looked really good in the Toronto series. Um, Apart from, you know, blowing that three nothing lead, but you know what? That's what Toronto can do. Is they they really can't do much, but when their offense gets cooking, they can put a lot of goals in the back of the net. I think Columbus looked really good, and if you look at their track record over the past few years, this year they disarmed a really good Toronto team. Last year they absolutely embarrassed a really good Tampa team. They lost some names in the off season and rebounded and had a spectacular season. They're getting great goaltending, and people are doubting them. Sound familiar? Yeah. Columbus and Ford. I could see that. And you can tell that they pride themselves on like playing the spoiler. 
Yep. So that's always fun to watch too. But I think just with everything that happened last year and the I like Tampa had to have gone back and just watched that over and over and over again and watched for like flaws in their games, you know. And I just can't see them allowing that to happen again. There's no and like just because I feel like there's been so much variety in the playoffs this year. I mean, we have the Flyers as a one seed, which is like I just love that so much. And like the chaos that ensues. So I think I'm going to go Tampa in six here. But I could easily see it going seven games just because, okay. oh man, I feel like I feel like there's going to be so many adjustments like game to game. Like a lot of teams obviously make those adjustments, but I feel like they're going to be exaggerated for this series. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I feel like the, the, it, it, the lightning could be pretty reactionary. Yeah. Um, if you know, if they go out and lose, lose game one. I wouldn't be surprised to see them go ahead and make some really drastic line changes and stuff. Uh, Turn it with, into a slugfest instead of like right on speed. Right, get, getting a little they lose game one and then get a little PTSD and sort of overreact. I would not be surprised to see that at all. Or the opposite, win game one and and get a little too comfortable and then lose in five. Um, I think all the pressure's on Tampa right now. No pressure on Columbus whatsoever yeah. because even if Columbus gets swept, all they can say like, "Hey, congrats, you did what you should have done last year." Yeah, you exactly. know, like no pressure on this Columbus. Just a lose lose scenario for Tampa. Right, they win, and you're like, "Great, you should have done that last year." You did what everyone expected you to do. Yeah, or right, right, right. Or you become a meme again. <laughs> Right, even if they do win, they still won't be able to avoid the book. But hey, remember last year memes? Like, all right, get into the last two series because we are getting short on time. Uh, Washington Capitals versus the New York Islanders. Not too exciting of a series. I got Washington in six. I think I think that they're the better team. I think they should win. But again, who knows? New York are totally totally upset. Okay, yeah. Again, that series I feel like is, is sort of the least exciting of all of them you know two playoff teams from last year just like okay whatever happens happens um i i don't think either of those are there's no no two big storylines there um i i i think it could go either way and then here's an interesting one boston bruins carolina hurricanes now when i initially made this bracket i picked boston seven but thinking about it and kind of kind of thinking of it and thinking of having some fun picks i might i might take carolina in this series I have to take Carolina. I, I'll say in seven, in six games, but I really it could be any number of games for me. But just for the sole fact of I need to have a Carolina Philadelphia matchup at some point in this playoffs. Like my yeah, heart, I have, my heart is longing to see that happen because that would just be such an electric game. So uh, yeah, if if if, Redox, if Carolina uh, beats Boston in round one, gets revenge for last year. Um, Given my prediction, they'd be facing Washington in round two, a team that they beat last year. And, hey, whenever Carolina makes the playoffs, they have a tendency to go on deep runs. We saw it last year. They made it to the conference final. Um, so, And they look really good this year. They look really good. And they um, do they do do uh, – <laughs> Nice. So, so they do reseeding after each round, don't they? Yes. Okay. So that's important to know as well. So the Blues could go from being the fourth seed to the first seed, depending on how they do against Vancouver. Right. Right. It's going to be fun. Um, no no blues until Wednesday. Wednesday late at 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. So we will be uh, – we'll definitely be covering that before it happens uh, as well as tomorrow. We'll get into some more of the specific matchups uh, around the league. It's going to be fun. I'm ready for the playoffs. I'm so ready. God, I'm so ready. Long time coming. 
It has. The journey to repeat starts Wednesday. Let's get it, baby. But for now, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, hopefully get back to five episodes this week. Should be. I'm off work, so I, I got nothing better to do. Um, lots uh, of hockey also, to talk about. Also, if you're listening to this and your team's already been knocked out of the playoffs, uh, we apologize for your loss. Yeah. We're here mm-hmm. for you. Uh, the mm-hmm. Blues bandwagon is open to any and all Always. Tables. Always. Hop on. Hop on. You get so you get to root against the Blackhawks. Uh, well, I mean, that's about it. What more could you ask for? You can root against the Stars, too. That, that's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of pissing me off um, lately. <laughs> yeah, honestly, root against the Preds in their mustard yellow jerseys. Yeah, they're gross. And they're, there's a lot of horrendous chance. Yeah, a lot of appeal in being a Blues fan nowadays. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Blues. Tommy is coming in hot with the memes on there lately. Uh, <laughs> gotta go check those ones out. Um, follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyatt NHL. Follow Tommy at T Welcher fifteen. Uh, thanks so much for listening.